What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The only thing better than watching TV is taking it personally. You guys, it's taking it personally. I feel like I'm glowing. In talking about this topic, this show with this guest, could there be a better way to start and I guess really technically continue this day than talking all things traders with news and entertainment journalist and pop culture expert Richie Sky. Richie, we just finished recording Andy's Girls. I'm so excited to have you on Taking It Personally. How are we feeling? We're feeling good. I am enjoying this Friday. I'm in this period of intentional rest and relaxation. Like I am trying to live a more peaceful life. So I'm working a little bit less, relaxing and resting a little bit more. I love that. And where does TV um, come in for you within that? Is that like something that you try to sort of take down a little bit, like watching a little bit less? Or do you find you are viewing it differently? Viewing it differently. So when I am watching a show for, I, I, I guess it's really about being judicious about which shows I recap. Um, so for me, I just pick and choose now which shows, some shows I just watch for the pure enjoyment of it. And I was telling you earlier, like Beverly Hills is one of those shows now. Um, I just watch it for the pure enjoyment of it. I actually started watching Traders because I was going to do Carlos King's podcast and I wanted to look at Sheree and her, what she brings to a particular franchise and a particular show. And I won't go down that rabbit hole again, but, <laughs> you know, in, in watching for Sheree, what I had this discovery of was the show is amazing. And I, I just found myself you know, uh, just watching and just relaxing in and into it and just enjoying it. And sometimes sitting on the edge of my seat in suspense and watching these people, you know, sort of rip into each other over small little nuanced uh, movements and motions and, and things that are said and whispered. It's just interesting to me. It reminds me of a modern day clue. And that is one of my favorite movies. It is a 100% modern day clue. And it's also the fun of like watching people go along with the herd. Like, oh my God. In those little meetings, in the little meetings in the round, when someone has a really hot take, they're just heated about it. Watching everybody else just immediately get into line. Because if you don't get into line, this person is convinced that Peppermint is the traitor. If you don't get into line, does that seem like off about you. You don't want to, people want to only be seen as the majority because you don't want people analyzing your behavior because the likelihood is that they're going to misinterpret it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to see like, oh, you're not talking enough. So I don't trust you. You're not blaming anyone. And it's like, uh, interesting, I guess, strategy there because you can either be too quiet or you can possibly be too vocal. It works to your benefit to be somewhere in between. Yes. And what they are basing quiet on is to me fascinating. Are you basing it on the circumstance of you literally meeting this person and they seemed louder before the trader was picked? Or are you basing it on your perception of who they are because they're on reality TV? Like if a person is quiet, is that because that's who they really are day to day in their life? Are they quiet because they're concerned that you will misinterpret their sense of being loud or brash as them being uh, potentially the traitor or acting out of sorts. Like the ways that people use each other's stardom against them is to me 
fascinating on the traders. And I do just have to acknowledge that like the first couple episodes, I love the traders. I was in season one, um, definitely in to watch season two. Obviously, I've seen the UK traders. A I want to say a couple seasons of it. I've seen another version of the traders. Like I'm all in with the traders, but I have to say that I wasn't giving it full focus the first three episodes. So I started rewatching them again because I was like fiddling around on my phone and doing stuff and not being a responsible viewer. But episode four, they had me from the jump. It was like watching Succession. Like I was like glued to the TV. I laughed my ass off multiple times. Like Ek and Sue's behavior in their like breakfast when she's like, oh my God. Oh, what? Oh, someone's going to die. I literally could not stop laughing. It was like one of the funniest things that I've seen recently. And it's just, it's Traders is bringing me light. Like the Traders is giving me what we all need, which is like a good fucking laugh. Yeah, it made me want to actually go back and watch season one, but I don't know why I stopped myself because I was just kind of like, I feel like I need to just stay in this season. I, I want to just keep it fresh. I want to like not, once this season is over, maybe I'll go back and re and watch season one just to sort of explore to see which was better, but I am so in it. And I find the personalities on this show to be so fascinating. Who is popping out for you? And it could be someone who is already voted off. Like who, who do you is, who is grabbing your attention? Phaedra is, um, is deliciously amazing on this show and so perfectly well-suited for her role on the show as well. I find that she's adding this level of suspense. Um, Poverty's actually also very interesting. I love the sort of like, it almost feels like some sort of like spy movie as well. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they're both really embracing that aspect of it. Larsa also, like Marcus and Larsa, to be honest with you, I didn't realize what a power player Larsa could be. Um, I've seen aspects of her a sort of persona on Miami, but I feel like here she shines in a different way, both her and Marcus, in a way that I hadn't paid attention to Marcus before. Um, it's nice to see Trishel back on my screen because I'm an OG sort of real world person. So to see her all these years later still in the thick of these games is interesting. Um CT as well, to be honest with you. There are a lot of people, and Alan Cumming is just like, again, a delicious villain. Like, he plays this villain role very, very well. I'm all in. <laughs> Alan Cumming is such a performer, and you want that. You want this to be, like, so dramatic, but cheeky, but also, like, self-serious with a wink. And he gives you exact... He is the perfect host for this because he's naturally funny. He's very charismatic. He's extremely dry. And all of that mixed together in this like dramatic castle is it's just it's so wonderfully like almost whimsically artificial. It's overly grand. It's like overly dramatic, but tongue in cheek. It it gives you, I think, everything that a person could want in some sort of like weird competition style game because I don't really look at the show as a competition. I know it's a competition, but I look at it as honestly just great TV. I mm -hmm. don't think about it the way I do like a survivor or a big brother. There's just something about it that just feels it to me does feel very like peacock bravo kind of specific in in its sense of humor that I really uh, I happen to enjoy. The people for me that stuck out, Larsa, is I'm just so upset about that final vote because I just like she has been so entertaining. I love her takes. I I just sort of selfishly love the sound of her voice. I just find it so soothing that even when she's saying something that's obnoxious, I'm just like, I'm 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 incredibly here for I'm here for her energy. I love when she gets mad. Like when people were accusing her and she was just coming right back, I was like, this is what I love to see. I love MJ. I think MJ is doing a great job. I don't MJ's know. MJ's an interesting one to watch. Right? Isn't she? She's so interesting to watch. These are just their own unique personalities in such a way that I find 
incredibly engaging. And I do like Sheree. I like Sheree because she's just kind of out to lunch. And I love seeing that. I love that she's a nothing burger. Like, I want to see Sheree in like a secondary role. Like, I think she's just like, she's giving it. She's confused. She doesn't know where she is. I love that for her. But <laughs> obviously, Phaedra is the queen of the show. When Phaedra started threatening poverty at the end of the episode and was like, you think you want to come for me? Like, you think you want to do that? I will show you what the fuck is going to happen. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to destroy your family for generations. I loved it. I was like, yes. And then Dan acting like shocked and shaken. Phaedra, like keep them at, to show them what's up. She fucked with you twice. She she did. Maybe one of them was accidental because Ekansu was the only one available to drink the wine or whatever. And like joke on it. Like what's happening there? But I just it, it it's it's giving me exactly what I need. And this show is genuinely a gift. It really is. Weren't you on the edge of your seat trying to figure out how poverty was going to get someone to drink out of that goblet? I was like, how are you going to, like, how is this happening? And is, is the cameras trained on her, right? But like, no one is noticing. It's so crazy. The fact that Dan is literally right next to Agansu and did not know who drank the drink. I mean, my God, it's, it's truly turtle time. And then the Ekansu's reactions to the, to the, to the poisoning at breakfast the next morning was like, like that was epic to me. But this is the problem with traders is that it's so well cast that I really kind of don't want anyone to go. Like I really don't like I don't want anyone to be poisoned. I guess John, whatever. Like yeah, there's some nothing burgers, but like, but also you want the nothing burgers to stay because they're so ridiculous. It's like, what is yeah. this person doing here? It's everybody who's been on reality TV and like a member of parliament. Like, w- what is even happening? That to me was a very British choice. I love the way like the Brits do reality TV. They just they they kind of do the casting honestly like better than us, and I appreciate that about them. I honestly respect it. They are willing to go in a direct that I actually don't think we think we can. It actually speaks to my um, deep obsession with my BritBox uh, subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I'm a British, like I'm a fan of anything British. What are your favorite? It's a sort of an impossible question, but are you like a drama? Are you a, a crime thriller? Or are we a I'm sort of a person? crime thriller type person. I also love the procedurals. Um, I don't know if you're... It, if you're watching on Netflix, fool me once. So good. So good. <laughs> Anytime, honestly, there's like anything that's like a whodunit or maybe nobody did it or we're going to watch somebody do it and it's British. I'm extremely British or Irish. Watch that. Literally watch that. Fast it's going to change your life. Yeah. Yeah. You'll they love just, it. They do it better than we do. Like we mm-hmm. we do we have great dramas over here or or yonder, but like I don't know. There's just something special about the Brits. They just they know they what know, they're doing. They know cinema, and I feel like The Traders is yet another example of that. Um, I actually don't think you need to watch. I think your instincts are right. You do not need to watch season one while you watch season two. I think that would be too much. And mm-hmm. also, the setup was a little different because there were, God forbid, mere mortals in the mix for season one. But I would recommend watching it because it's great. And the last episode is complicated. The it's it's the thing that maybe we'll see this season too. the idea that people are upset. Well, no, I think when it's all reality TV stars, they hopefully get it differently. But like the idea that someone has lied to you is something that they should be ashamed of is to me completely ridiculous. The name of the show is The Traitors. Like if Literally. you don't if you don't understand that the whole point of this game, I get like there's a difference to me between like making sure there's high stakes and shaming someone for doing their job better than you did. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm literally watching the show for the lying and the deception. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny how even in that there is this form of like this idea that someone is playing the game fair as Phaedra is stating to both poverty and Dan. It's like, to be honest with you, at some point they're going to turn on you. Yeah. That seems to be the name of the game or the premise. As far as I know, being a virgin watcher. (laughs) There is also a difference between like someone playing the game and someone 
uh, misunderstanding or miscommunicating what your job is IRL because the, the the steam that I saw coming out of the ears of the housewives and Bravo Lebs went was it poverty who was like you guys have a script on Bravo the way that they were like it's not scripted. <laughs> I was like, you do not. The worst thing you could do. It's like the literal biggest insult. Worst thing. The way that people clench for their jobs. When you tell a Bravo lab that there are scripts given to them, they will destroy you. And re- that's the worst thing you could say to a Bravo lab. Truly. I also think it's interesting how they are sort of putting the housewives in this little group to sort of like maybe pick them apart one by one to determine which one is, I mean, because to be fair, I mean, I guess it's all you have to go on when everything that you've done thus far has been wrong. Amen. I mean, chances are they are correct. One of them has to be a traitor. It just, it, it, it's a numbers game at this point. Like, and I was confused by something, and maybe I blinked. Did Dante just vanish? So, okay, so I was on social before we started recording, because it hadn't, I didn't, I missed the point, I swear I wasn't on my phone, but I missed the point where Alan was like, Deontay is skedaddled. I totally missed that. So someone like posted something on IG about how Deontay left the show, and I was like, what happened? Like, I... I totally missed it, but I honestly understood it because then I did a little Google and Deontay did some like interviews of like how this show was sort of triggering for him about childhood stuff and like not being believed and people yelling at each other. I was like, oh, I got it because Deontay, I think most people, if if not it being like a universal sentiment about Deontay was that fact that like he was beloved. I I think by the audience and definitely by the cast, like he just came across as so likable, but also he was getting very upset and hurt and like uh, upset at himself for not knowing who the traitor was, which was just, he was putting too much pressure on himself. He was taking it so personally, but I wish he had stayed on the show, but I also want him to like feel okay. I think he just, it was just too upsetting for him, which is a sign of like what a good person he is, honestly. Yeah, I can see to a certain degree how it can be triggering in this sense of you are now making an accusation about someone that everyone is sort of rallying around in sort of this idea of this group think and how that can be, especially for for him i i can see that i can i can definitely see how that can probably eat away at you because even i've had moments watching the show where i'm like guys <laughs> like <laughs> it what is this herd mentality and sheree kind of points it out interestingly at the end of this um was it this episode i think it was this episode she pointed it out uh am i allowed to say who who got the boot Oh, yeah. I mean, I okay, think cool, we cool, spoiled cool. everything. I mean, okay, 100%. cool. When, when it was Larsa, and I felt like Sheree was pointing out that there was this group mentality, but I'm like, Sheree, in the previous vote, you did the same thing. So everyone is guilty of it at some point, it feels like. Um, so I can understand because I think Trishelle had a similar reaction when it came down to her and Peppermint. You know, it's the name of the game. Is it fair? No, but this show is called Traders, so there's still a little wink and a nod to, hey, some bad stuff's going to happen to some good people. Some bad stuff is going to happen to some good people. Yeah, and the stakes are like, I mean, to do a funeral, first off, the fact that Phaedra did not mention once that she was a mortician funeral director person, I was like, how did we not include that information not once over the course of this, like, reveal competition money grab kind of thing i was shaken by that but that whole and making ek and sue and them get into coffins and then bury them i was like the drama of this but also i was so uncomfortable because i absolutely do not ever want to be in a coffin i mean like and alive that makes it worse And there he's throwing, I don't care what kind of breathing whatever they have on you. Like they did that with pre- previous competitions. And like, you're not ever putting me in the ground. Not once. Literally. Oh, heck no. Will never happen. I I wonder how you would even do that. Like if a contestant was like, I refuse to do this. 
like how that would work. I don't know because that would be me. I'm not doing it. So you you got to pick somebody else, friend, because I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not ever send me gonna, home. Um, send me home. I'm not ever going to eat a bug. I wonder what. No, I might eat a bug. I'm never going to eat a bug. I'm never going to do it. I don't want. I've, I've actually eaten bugs. What am I talking about? So I've never eaten a live bug that I know of. Yeah, that's a, like when they do the survivor thing of like, we'll give you a bagel if you like eat this living slug or like a cow heart or something. I'm I just it's it's not worth the bagel. It's really I know you're starving. And you've been in like the jungle for eight years or whatever. But like, don't eat the heart. It's just I I couldn't have I guess I can't mm. I, I can't go to a dinner party without knowing the ingredients and the execution <laughs> and like what I'll have if I don't want what's being served. Like, it's just it's not going to happen for me. But I do love the drama of these moments, like the fact that yeah. it's all or nothing we are walking to somebody's funeral and we're all being specifically self-serious but also maybe really serious because the stakes are that high it's just so delightfully entertaining i can't get enough i really can't. and i do wonder like was there ever a heads up to okay you may at some point in time have to get into a casket or a coffin um are you going to be okay with that like because in my mind i'm like that would have been a hard pass no i'm not uh, uh, sorry i can't do this can't right. like Can't. How, how do you handle those situations i don't know how you get around like survivor you you could say but also like what if you say yeah sign me up i'll do all of this and then the day of the filming you're like no i don't want to do that. maybe that is happening maybe we're not seeing those moments like on survivor i think they give you the rules and then they break and like go through the nitty gritty, all the rules, all the rules, all the rules of each individual competition. And then they go back to filming the competition because they want to make sure you understand literally everything. And I think that's probably a liability issue too. With this, I don't know how that works. I don't know if they get a break to be like, it's only going to be a minute. You're going to have a breathing thing. Here's your safe word. Like, I don't know. Once that you're in that coffin, the door is closed. Like anything is possible. I've I seen guess pen. I'm interested because I feel like when I did Stripped, I remember I felt like I signed the paperwork and and I'm going to say alleged because I cannot recall the okay. exact timeline, but I feel like I signed the paperwork to do the show before I knew for certain that I was going to be naked. I felt like they took me out to dinner about a week before <laughs> that they did. And then and they said, well, this is how it's going to play out. And at that point, I was like, you know, I'm going to need another drink. But I was thinking to myself, like. Okay, I'm sure I'm going to be blurred out. Like, I'm sure it's going to be that type of situation. So I'm just trying to imagine, like, getting into it. At that point, you've signed your contract. You've done all the things. Then can you reasonably get out of it at that point? And I didn't try to get out of it. I was just kind of like, oh, God, what have I gotten myself into? But I already had signed the contract. So I was already down to do it. So in that situation, what happens? Here comes a coffin. You signed your contract. You're already in 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 Scotland or wherever it's filmed. Um, they're expecting you to get in this coffin. I wonder though if it's easier to kind of like push those boundaries when you're working with all reality TV personalities, noting that the level of personality, the environment of personality is very different for a housewife versus someone on Survivor or someone on The Challenge, honestly, or somebody on Big Brother where you're used to doing very physical or very like uh, uh, dealing with a different kind of emotional stress based in competition. I wonder if it's maybe easier in that sense because people are used to being asked to do things that feel completely outside of their like norm of like maybe personal safety or whatever else. Yeah, that that's an interesting or maybe coffins are just losing their meaning. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I just thought about how on Married to Medicine, Quad easily got into a coffin and popped out of it like a jack in the box. And so, you know, maybe, you know, casket casket living is, is, is a thing. I just couldn't do it for me personally. Yeah, I couldn't. I could do the quad version. I could not do the. I don't want ever to there. I first off, I don't deal with dirt. Number one, but like number two, like I don't want dirt. On, I don't want to hear the sound of that and feel like. And then have the guy with the shovel dramatically. I just don't. I don't want it. I just. I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm not ever. I just. I really truly. 
I don't know. Maybe I saw Princess Bride too many times when I was little, buried alive, like whatever. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's not my journey. It's not my story. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francaise. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Um, but I do think it's interesting to watch this show as a Bravo fan versus a reality TV fan, maybe more generally, because the ways that the Bravo personalities are being positioned to me, both like not respected because they're not on a quote unquote competition show, but then seen as being maybe more performative or possibly duplicitous because they're on Housewives is like a to me like a, an off take, but I totally get it. I just happen to disagree. What's your perspective on that? There's a part of me that feels like it's a little valid because of something I think that Larsa, was it Larsa that said it? I mean, talking about how you have to watch your back on on their shows. So that's something that coming into this process, they've had to be used to. And it's very interesting to me also because I feel like they have seemed so far perfectly suited for this environment. So do I think that those concerns are valid? I do, because you have to sort of wonder like, hmm, reality TV, I think to a certain degree, especially like a housewives type of show has a stigma surrounding it that uh, like we talked about earlier, do I believe you? Okay. And if I don't believe you, then I think that what you're doing is again, performative and fake. And so I think that that probably has translated to a lot of the other contestants who, if you come from a survivor, like you're really going through these things, granted, some of it may be you know, hyped up and added to with the elements of music and sound effects and, you know, the way it's edited, but you're still having to go through it. You know what I'm saying? Like me walking down, you know, uh, a street in Burbank with, you know, some trash that I found downstairs in 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 the apartment um, at trash compactor. That was a real thing. So imagine someone like a CT or a Trishel who has done like challenges where you're literally dangling from the sky like those are real situations that you've been put in what regardless of the safety parameters so coming into it i think the mindset is a little different one mindset is i've got to be tough because i don't know mentally what it is that i'm going to be walking into because of the physical aspects of it and the other is for the reality for the housewives i got to be mentally tough because i don't know where you guys are going to be coming from and if you're going to be coming at me it's not a physical thing but it is very very mental so i get i get it but i think that housewives can come into this game and be well suited for it i think they can be really well suited for it and i think the non bravo folk are taking they're not um they're sort of discounting what it is that the bravo people do and also the level of gameplay that they can do when it comes to relationships and like mm -hmm. building friendships and then maybe turning somebody against somebody else. That's what they do at their nine to five. Like their nine to five is closer to traders than it is for somebody who's been on the challenge. I think. Yep. I, I totally agree with you. And granted, there may be some physical, you know, challenge like that, that, that one in the cemetery when they were, <laughs> where, where the lights were following them. That was insane to me. That, was that felt very squid games to me. Yes. But and so I can see how someone from a challenge could thrive in that environment. But I don't believe that it was someone from a challenge that was actually the expert at that challenge because CT jumped in right away and was removed. Yeah, it was the guy from Love Island, Bergy or Burgle or something who I don't I don't know. But I he's adorable. Like and he was so proud of himself because he was like, I did it. Like I I thought of something and everybody was so happy for him. Like I just think the bonds that are formed during traders is to me really interesting because it feels like everybody has the best of intentions in like maybe working with each other. I think better when it comes to like a level of like friendliness season two than season one. Um, depending on how a audience member values that uh, and whether or not it leads to good TV, which in this case, it, it, and in season one, it definitely does. So all of that being fine and good, like there is the level of uh, competition that a person can feel. It just depends on what you think the competition is. Because like the fiscal competitions are all about money. But if you don't last long enough till the end... Who gives a shit how much money you, you will have amassed? You're not going to mm -hmm. be there to maybe get it.
And I don't even think I understand the concept of how the money plays into it. I'm really kind of just watching to see who's who's turning on each other, who's going to die after midnight, who's not going to make it to breakfast the next day, you know, who the traders are going to pick. And I'm interested I'm I'm loving these little interesting interactions. Like I feel like MJ brought out a different side of Kevin in the episode in the most recent episode and I felt like a light turned on for him. Because I felt like they had sort of portrayed him as this sort of like doofusy, yep. like, you know, bro. And as soon as MJ put that spotlight on him, it was like the adult woke up in him. And he was like, if you think that I would be so insecure as to be threatened by another man and his masculinity, he's like, no, like, that's crazy. And I would vote you off. That was the most clear I think he had been that we had seen on the show to date. 1000% agree. And that's also the thing that's used against Bravo people of like, well, you tell me you're an entertainer. So I know that you're so comfortable pretending to be someone else that you have to be someone else in this scenario. And watching him really fight back, I was very into because up until that point, I thought he was kind of like Peter, the bachelor guy where I was like, you're kind of like doing nothing here. But but we want people to kind of fade into the background because that to me is also an LOL, like watching people kind of struggle and not know what to do is to me very funny. Like I, I enjoy it. I do though have a question for you. If you were on the show, first off, would you want to be on the show? And if you were on the show, would you prefer to be faithful or a traitor? So I was actually thinking about this randomly as I was watching this show. And I was like, there aren't many reality shows that I feel like I would ever do at this point, but I feel like I would love to do this one. And for me, I would prefer to be a trader simply because I just love how they're able to kind of talk through the experience. I love seeing them sort of contemplate and try to maneuver around everyone. I, I love that aspect of it. So the thing about being a faithful that I don't like is that these people are up in arms about the wrong things. <laughs> like, and they swear they're right. And if you don't, then you're looked at as a target. So you almost have to make someone else a target. And I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like playing the game as a faithful, you can be a little bit more, it, it requires more finesse. Totally. I mean, I 100% agree. Agree at both counts. Would love to be on it. Would love to be a traitor. Even though I don't think I am great at lying, I think I have the sort of in it. It's difficult for me to like withhold um, my take. And that take is usually based on honesty. It could be 100% wrong or maybe like rude or whatever, but like that would be tough for me. I, I, since I was little, my mom told me my tells when I was a child. So now I know, but I still do them. I just won't tell anybody what they are. They're like pretty obvious. Like if I, cause I just can't do it. Like I would rather, I would just rather say the truth. Cause it's like, let's just make good use of time. Like I'm not, and I'm not going to remember <laughs> what I said. Like, it's just like, I just would rather, but that's the thing you have to build being a trader off of like a foundation of honesty. You have to develop real relationships with people. Obviously there's a different level of it. If you're a trader, like there's a level of manipulation, but you could say that about anybody who's participating in reality TV. Yeah, and I think I, I identify most with how Phaedra's playing it because I feel like what Phaedra is doing is, and I, and I used to work in PR, so I've learned a little bit about um, redirecting, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Phaedra does a very good job of that, wherein you don't necessarily feel like she's lying about anything, but she's just not being forthcoming about everything that she knows. And what she is, she uses it to redirect it someplace else. And so I feel like in that regard, she's playing the game pretty smart. And I think that's how I would play it. Totally agree. And I also think she really does care about people. Like when she was like dropping yeah. Deontay's tears and was like, oh, sweetie, like baby, like she really doesn't want to see people be upset. And I do think that when she gets upset, she really is upset. But I like to see like the strategic, like, like punitive uh, side of her because I don't think we see that on 
housewives as much. I think she's very withholding. That was sort of part of the issue with her and Candy was that she was pretending she wasn't mad, but she was really fucking mad. And that ended in a way that I'm sure she didn't love and hopefully regrets. But with this, it's like I am appreciative more to see her um, feel comfortable and like she's in an environment where showing her upset about someone else is appropriate. Like she mm-hmm. feels like the people aren't going to turn against me necessarily. And she has every right. I thought she had every right to say um, what she did at the end of the episode of like, do not come for me. I mean, honestly, to borrow from Keonce, do not come for me unless I send for you. Like mm-hmm. she, and I hope she does. I, my favorite part of traders is when the traders turn on each other. Cause then it's like scene within a scene, within a scene, within a scene. Like that to me is incredible. Cause then when it comes to the little, you know all in circle meeting like we don't know what's gonna happen there like that is fascinating tv yeah it's interesting to me that she sort of she figured out what they were doing but it wasn't in the way that i think that they would have suspected that she would figure it out like she was upset about the housewives thing and how that drew heat to her also followed up by, oh, I had just voted for Ek and Sue. So why would you give it to her? So it was sort of the like this almost accidental thing where poverty could have played that smarter and just spotlighted Larsa specifically. But instead, what she did was she grouped in all of the housewives, which to me was completely unnecessary. Unless she wants people to look at Phaedra and give her some side eye, which I think she, I think she, I think she knew exactly what she was doing. And maybe Phaedra was upset that it was coming across as like somewhat successful because you've now opened the door to people looking at all Bravo people. And I'm in that group. Also, sidebar. Tamara's kind of a nothing burger to me. I know that people are like extolling Isn't Tamara. Isn't that fascinating? I'm not seeing her being great on this. I, I get it. And I get the John asthma stuff. But like, I don't know. I that don't was the one moment. The game. That was the one moment. I feel like, to be honest with you, I see more value from Larsa than I do from Tamara. Totally. No question. Truly um, no question. Larsa's a much better competitor and now it kind of makes me want to go back and rewatch some of Miami to see, like, I should have been watching you closer. I mean, the thing is, she's really good TV. Sometimes she's right. Often she's wrong. And sometimes she does, like, terrible things on Miami. But with Traders, I just think her personality is so interesting and so dynamic. And also, this was the first time that I ever, like, understood Marcus. I've never, I, he seemed like a nice guy, whatever, but for him to be able to stand on his own separate from her and to like hear his conversations when she's not in the room or even if she was, but like separate, like he's a great strategist. Mm -hmm. He was a hundred percent on the ball. I was very upset when he was, you know, cold or whatever. I didn't want him to go. That's the hard thing is I like really don't want people. And them taking Johnny bananas was like too too soon. Was not expecting that. You know what I was thinking as you were talking about Larsa? I was thinking that someone else that I think would make for a great competitor would be Giselle. I think she would do well on the show. I agree. I think she would do well on the show, although my personal pick would be Craig Conover because he's so funny. Like, get him started on, like, why pandas aren't real or koalas or whatever the fuck. Like, you're going to be there all day. But also, he's very perceptive and he's disarmingly so. Like, I don't think people in the moment in his cast even, like, give him the credit of being on the ball with what's actually happening and who's lying when um, as much as he actually is. Like, he really, really delivers. I think he would be great next season. I would prefer not having couples. I just don't think that's, I don't love it. So like if Paige went with him, I'm like, I get it, but I would prefer it was Craig Solo, but I would love to see him on the traders. I think that would be so funny. And he would have to be a faithful. He couldn't be a traitor. He would have to be a faithful. Mm. I think you know who else I was thinking? And I also think if they do the couple thing again, it's going to be an immediate get rid of one of the people in the couple first. Because I feel like you just you just want to be able to like, all right, we got to break this up because you guys are going to have your alliance. And I don't nobody has time for that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see also Erica do it. Oh, I think she Erica would be would? really I don't know, but I think she'd be good at it. 
You know who else I would love to see, but I don't think it's going to happen because it's a timing issue. But he said he was offered the traders, Jeff Lewis. Jeff Lewis would be really, really funny. Oh, he I, would. He would be so good. He would be a, t- a menace. He would be an absolute menace. And also, he's just like really funny and often very wrong. But he always has a hot take. He always has a very strong opinion. But like, oftentimes those opinions are like aren't spot on. But I don't think he would do it timing wise. I don't think he could give up that many weeks because of his radio contract. Like, that sucks. I how, think he'd be so how many good. weeks is it to film this? I think it's like three or four, but the cast doesn't talk in like press interviews about how long they were there because they don't want to give away. That's what MJ has said. Like, I don't want to share how long I was there because then you're going to like maybe figure out what happens. But I do remember, didn't something happen with Tamara medically where she was like hospitalized? So I wonder if she leaves the show early because she had, there was some sort of, I think if the timing was in line with her being there, that she was like hospitalized for some sort of something. I forget what it was. And I I believe that she is fully recovered, but um, I could see her maybe leaving the show, not not by choice, but for medical reasons. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I just need for them if they do, I mean, if that happens, like I need an explanation. Like the the Dante of it all and whizzing yeah. by that, I felt yeah. like that was uh, I, I didn't really like that from a storytelling perspective because I felt like we didn't get much context as to okay, why he left. It was very glossed over and it was a blink and you miss it type situation for somebody to have had such a strong reaction. Mm-hmm. I think it deserved to have at least a final moment with him to really understand why he didn't stay. 1000% and at least have the cast react to that. Exactly. Like, Cause nobody reacted it, to it. I mean, and, and I had been rewatching the first couple episodes. So then I like immediately, not since Euphoria's season finale, was I like immediately going on an app to watch something the second an episode dropped. Cause I was just like, I'm in the mood to watch episode four and it 1000% delivered. But because I had been watching the previous episodes, I think I just kind of thought he was like there or something. Like I missed that he I left too. the show entirely. There could have been more of a moment. I wonder if it was too inside baseball or that like people knew that he was upset and maybe they but you can still talk about how the absence leaves an aftermath and leaves people you know because everyone liked him he was so likable and i think i mean unless it was something so severe but i still think you still have to address it in more than just a passing comment i just did i just felt like that mm, this is weird it's leaving me on a on a odd i mean granted there was so much else happening that I was still enamored, but it was just a plot thread that I felt like needed to be sewn up. 100%. It felt like they were honestly, for lack of a better term, like sort of bearing the lead on that. Yeah. Where I, we need to unbury that lead, ma'am. Take the lead out of the coffin because we need <laughs> yeah, to exactly. We need to have a more of a second to mourn. Thank you so much. What do you think is going to happen? What What's your suspicion of what is going to happen with this? Do you think all of the traders will make it to the end? Do you think that any faithfuls will guess who the traders are? What are you thinking? I do not think all the traders are going to make it to the end because I just already see that they're not on the same page. And I already see that Phaedra has sort of figured out, I can't trust you, poverty for one, and I got my eye on you, Dan. So it, I feel like something, something's got to give there. If anything, I feel like Dan may make it further than poverty. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. I'll, only because I kind of feel like she's she's got, well, actually, so does Dan. Dan has eyes on him, I feel like, from a couple of other people. But I feel like one of those people who had a strong voice is gone. That was yeah. Larsa. Yeah. So I I just don't know if MJ will be able to rally the troops in her thoughts about Dan in a, in a way that's productive to really finding out, oh, he, he was really a traitor. Because Dan's quiet vibe, I feel like he's he's definitely plotting behind the scenes and i i can see that make that working out for him 
I was also so excited. Was it Larsa and MJ who were both like dance too quiet? Like it feels like he's hiding something. You, it just feels like he's intentionally quiet. I was so excited when they said that. And then when you like flip the script to like the very next week, well, somebody's being too loud. I mean, you could be you could be correct at different points. Not everybody is going to quiet down. Some people might become um, extroverted in a way that you find suspicious. But I was so excited because I was like, oh, they're going to get it. Like, they're going to get that it's Dan. Like, I was really here for that because there's nothing better than, uh, you know, a trader feeling like they're in the hot seat. That is, to me, phenomenal television. I love it. I love to see it. Listen, I'm so excited for the trader to continue. You need to come back. I don't know how many episodes there are. I mean, I don't, I, I don't either. How many, uh, how many were there in the first season? Do you know? I don't remember because I saw so many different seasons and iterations. Oh, yeah. I thought that there were, might be eight, but we've already had four. And I think MJ said there might be 12. So I, I really, truly don't know. There's still a lot of contestants left. And then doesn't Kate Chastain come in? She was on last season. Does she come back? I thought she... I, maybe I was watching something where she came, where she was on last season. Maybe that was it. Yeah, she was on last... She was great because oh. she was like completely over it and was begging... <laughs> her castmates to vote her off. But Are they you serious? It, yes, but they thought it was a trick. And she was like, no, I really don't want to be here anymore. So it was very funny. It was go girl, give us nothing. That was literally key. That was for the full series. She was so over and she really got into it. I forget the woman's name. I'm not really, I don't know big brother people. I don't know, honestly, a lot of the people, but um, it was one of the people from big brother. She got into it with them because they were convinced that Kate was a traitor and it was very funny because I just like to see some of these people like yell at each other. I don't know because they were like, <laughs> I'm not a traitor. How dare you? And it's like, it's it's just a delight to see them be misunderstood in this environment. It's honestly very funny. Listen, Richie Sky, the story will continue. You got to come back when we're a little bit further along in the trader's journey. We'll see how our guess is, what has happened, whether or not people are still here or left or we're slimmed down with traders. I don't know. It's. I think next week, honestly, I think episode five is going to be fascinating. I think it's going to be a real, maybe a duel between Phaedra and her teammates. And I would love to see it. Um, in the meantime, can you tell the AGs and the tippers where to follow you on social um, and including stay on top of your Instagram because the link to pre-order your book is coming out soon? Yes, indeed. You guys can follow me at DJ Richie Sky on YouTube and Instagram and on the Facebook. Um, and then book two in my series, The Wickedest Wives, is called A Vicious Reality. It will be out in April and a link to pre-order will be available, I think, about next week. Love. And guys, you can support the AG Patreon to ensure episodes like these keep coming at patreon.com slash Girls and follow me on social Instagram and threads at Dame Galley. Richie Sky, it was a day of Richie. We are truly blessed. Thank you so much. You came on AG. You came on tip. We had a, neither one. We are faithful day to day in <laughs> supplying a quality level of content. And I'm so thankful for it. So thanks so much for coming on. Guys, thanks so much for listening. And we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.